Welcome to Dropping Gems. I'm your host, Julian Saluda, local barber in downtown LA. Today, we are here at the gallery. Before we start the show, I would like to thank you guys for tuning in to get to know some of my favorite clients on my list. For today's episode, we have Gabriel Rosado, or if you're a boxing fan, you probably know him as KGR. Say shout out to Gabe for having for joining us today at Dropping Gems episode one. Yeah, yeah. The whole point of the show is to take y'all back to before you were a superstar to who you are now. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with something light. Where are you from, man? Philly, man. Philly, so rocky Philadelphia, and North, North yeah. Philly to be exact. So the reason why we're doing this is to take you back to before you were KGR. So what was Gabriel doing before he was a professional boxer? Yeah. Man, he had all types of jobs, bro. Fucking Home Depot, yeah, Graveyard yeah. Shift. Yeah. Uh, I worked for the water company, putting water mains on the ground. I worked at the mall. I feel like I feel like a lot of people don't really understand when you're trying to be a fighter, but yeah. then at the same time juggling two worlds at yeah. once. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was fighting professionally, but I was working my way up the rankings. You know, I, w I really wasn't making a lot of money in the beginning of my professional career. Look, I didn't have a big back and, you know, no big manager, no big promoter, nothing like that. I was pretty much just grinding off the muscle. So just working. Then after, after work, man, just going straight to the gym, putting in, putting in work. How old were you, how old were you when you uh, started fighting professionally? I, I started boxing late, bro. I started at 18. Mm. So... You started, like, boxing at 18? 18, like, bro. Like... But I was, I was good with my hands, bro. I was good with my hands. Because, you know, in Philly, you know, you definitely got to... Definitely gotta have hands in Philly, bro. There's one thing when you're from Philly, man. You can ball, you can rap, or you can you, you can box. It's, either, it's one or the other. You know what I mean? You think, you think that's a rocky effect, or that's just like the neighborhood? No, man. It's just it's just you know it's just Philadelphia is just tough. It's a rough city, bro. People's quick to fight. So I was good with my hands, man. I was and I was always a fan of the sport. So at 18, I said, man, you know, I wanna I wanna do something with my life. So I picked up boxing, bro. And uh, a year of uh, amateurs, I probably only had 11 amateur fights. I went pro at 19. So I was pretty much learning on the job. Let me ask you this, like, how do you feel about athletes either starting late to become professional or, you know what I'm saying? I feel like age yeah. is a huge difference yeah. with going professional, right? No, yeah. So like, how do you feel about like, people that are listening right now that want to be a fighter, yeah. an all-star, uh, an athlete, and they're like barely starting at your age, 18, which is- Well, particularly particularly with like boxing, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, a sport like basketball is something where, you know, you definitely have to start, you know, in high school and college and things like that, right? It's, it's different mm -hmm. to answer like, you know, if you want to, if a guy wants to make it to the NBA, right? It's a different path you have to take where, you know, Boxing is a poor man's sport. You know what I'm saying? I agree. You know, all these legends and, and these fighters that, you know, the world looks up to, you know, these guys came from nothing. You know, you're Filipino, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You know, there's photos of Manny Pacquiao we, training we, in the gym. We've with, talked about this before. Barefoot. Yeah, we talked saying? about this before. Like, you told me before, you're like, people that become fighters, they usually have nothing. Oh, yeah. To be in a fight, and you know what I mean, you, you're bleeding, you know what I mean? You probably got a broken hand, whatever, and you gotta yeah, fight through yeah. that shit. 
You gotta have a certain type of hunger to say, fuck it. Yeah. Let's go, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people don't understand the fact that you take fights that not a lot of boxers would take. Yeah. Like, you know, you were Madison Square Garden, right? Triple G, big fight. Yeah. How was that? Like. That's what you do it for, you know what I'm saying? You do it to fight for the, the big fights, the HBO fights, the pay-per-view fights, the world title fights. You know, that was the whole purpose of why I answered, you know what I'm saying, was to fight the best. But your question, when you were saying like yeah. these young, these guys that probably start late, it's funny because I get guys that they'll hit me up on my DM and they'll be like, "Hey man, I'm I'm 19 or I'm 20, and you think I'm too old to start?" The moment you start off with that question, you already you already lost. You already lost because you already like, lost your confidence. I, I never I never asked approval for nobody. I never had to hear somebody tell me, "Yeah, you got you got a chance or whatever." Man, if anything, I started and motherfuckers was telling me I was too old. Like, what? Yeah. You gonna start boxing? This guy started when he was yeah. 10 and I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I just knew, I just knew it was without what I was meant to do. But somebody, like, you had to have that moment when you were 18 where you told yourself, looked at yourself in the mirror and said, fuck it, I'm gonna box professionally. Like, there yeah. was that one thing. That no, was the, the moment I said I was going to Boxing is like, I was off rip. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna oh, do like it. that? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so next question. The other day, I was watching Creed and I, yeah. saw, I saw your fight, right? First fight. Yeah. One shot, no cuts. How long did it take for you guys to perfect that scene on Creed, the first, the first fight you guys had? Oh, yeah. So the dope shit about that scene was, with no cuts, no different angles. It was one cameraman in the ring. And once the fight starts, you know, you have to, you have to do it. You have to do the whole scene perfect, bro. Cause you can't fuck up the, the you know, the, the camera's rolling. And we probably practiced that, that scene for about a, a month. You know, every day just playing in work. Me and Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Yeah, just practicing that scene over and over perfecting it to the point where like we had it down so good where we can actually land punches because we knew it was coming so we kind of like deflect the punch you ever hit him by accident no i never hit him by accident but he knew the punch was coming but it, like i said you know we 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 had the scene down so good where you know i can i can land a shot and he's he already knows it's coming where he could brace for it mm -hmm. um and when we did that shot i think we we, we started that that scene like nine in the morning and we probably was shot to like nine at night. So it was like, you know, just different, different takes and things like that, man. But it was dope. After after that movie, you feel like it, it changed the way people looked at you as a, well, yeah, it, it, not just a boxer, but you know. But no, I get, it gave me a different, you know what I mean? There's people that recognize me just from the movie, not from, from fights, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I got the, I got the um, people that recognize me from, from boxing, you know, boxing fans, and then people that know me from the movie, so it's pretty dope. But the cool shit about that scene was like, like I said, we shot like 10, 12 hours that day, and you know, you get tired doing that scene over and over and over, but one thing like Stallone, he told me, he was like, yo, just make sure, make sure you do every scene like it's your last, because you never know what tape they're gonna use. So I'm like, oh, I bet, you know what I mean? So, 
you know, you gotta go hard on every scene. Honestly, I think it's one of the best fight scenes, and I'm not saying because it was me, but <laughs> I think it was one. I think it's one of the best fight scenes in the movie. Period. It's I like agree. it's like one of the most realistic boxing matches you ever seen in a movie, yeah. bro. It was very fluid, very smooth. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was dope. Talk to me about Madison Square Garden, dude. New York. Yeah. Big Apple. Madison Square Garden was dope because I'm from Philly, so it's only an hour train ride from New York. So a lot of my fans went, a lot of my families went, friends. And there's a, I'm Puerto Rican, so it's a big Puerto Rican population in New York. I mean, it was a lot of love, man. And I, I fought in the, the Barclays Center as well. The year it opened up. Oh, With snap. a Brooklyn Nets That's play. That's what the Nets play, yeah. And um, I fought, it was a sold out, sold out crowd, like 14,000. Um, bunch of Puerto Ricans, so it was, it was love. I mean, so it was, it was just fun, man. <laughs> Fight, fighting in New York is like fighting home. I, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. It's almost like if you're on the west side. Yeah. LA. It's, but it's crazy. I, I fought in, I, I fought in LA. You didn't like I it? I fought a stub hub. No, I get a lot of love. LA, LA is a, I would say LA is like one of the, definitely one of the top five cities when it comes to boxing. What's the what's your favorite arena to fight at? I would say I would say New York. Yeah. I would say New York. But it's crazy, man. I fought everywhere, bro. I fought in New York. I fought in Liverpool. Uh Mandalay Bay. MGM Grand. Bro, I fought everywhere, man. Okay. Now now that we heard the stories, you know, what's what's next for KGR? Man, we working right now, bro. Like I'm there's a couple of options we got out there. You know, um, so we're going to see what's up. You know, one thing I'm doing, bro, is, I'm, you know, I stay ready. I stay sharp. You know, one thing is, like, when you age, this is my 15th year as a pro. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're lucky to have 10 years as a professional boxer. So 15 years is like... You just had that uh, fight not too long ago, yeah. right, in the bubble. How yeah. is it fighting in the bubble? Like, no, no crowd, right? Except <laughs> for, like, how is it? How, how's the energy? You know, honestly, bro, it didn't bother me at all because it's like I was prepared for it, you know. So you know, you, you know, you fighting in, in an empty arena, so it's like mentally you kind of prepare yourself for it. And then once once the fight starts, bro, you just locked into to the fight. Obviously, you get an adrenaline rush when the crowd is going crazy and the action is getting crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I trained for it. What's the ritual? Like, you know, I feel like people have a ritual to drink a certain thing before a fight. I don't like, got a ritual. Really? What? I think that's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't into that shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not superstitious into that shit. Mm. So, like, I really don't have a ritual. I just kind of, honestly, bro, I, I kind of just go by, like, what makes me comfortable. One thing I did in my last fight uh -huh. that, I, that I... You never did? That I never did before was um, I did a lot of meditation. Yeah. So like I kind of like I laid back. I listen, you know, I kind of play some meditation music. I kind of just did like that. Just to kind of get into that zone, man, of what I wanted to do. Mm, you know, I feel that. Just to kind of, you know, my whole game plan was I'm an outboxes guy, and yeah. in order to outbox a fighter, especially a, a good fighter like you know Danny Jacobs, you know I talk shit about him. You know he's still <laughs> yeah, a good fighter. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, to box a guy like Jacobs, you have to have a lot of discipline and you have to, like, stick to that game plan. You can't, you know, just a moment of distraction or a moment of just not being focused could cost you, you know what I mean? So 
I just kind of meditated in my room and focused and and what I was going to do, man. And, you know, the fight, honestly, bro, the fight felt easy to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The fight felt real easy to me, yeah. bro. I was kind of flowing through the fight. At some, at a certain point, I just couldn't realize, I, I couldn't believe how easy it felt. Because, like I said, he's a good fighter. Yeah, but I felt like I just controlled him with a jab, and I was just kind of in that zone. Obviously, the decision wasn't what we wanted. Yeah, but... they pulled a Steve Harvey from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was and like, the irony, right? but, the but irony. it's crazy, you know what I mean? Look, here's the funny thing. Everyone knows I won the fight. Yeah, you know, the fans, media, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows I won the fight. But I just think like, you know, I have a reputation where like, a lot of people think that I'm gonna go into a fight and just brawl, and a lot of people yeah. don't understand that I, I could box. And, yeah. And as, as I get older, man, I use my experience and I use my skill. If I can make the fight easier for myself, why not? I've noticed that a lot of people say what you do have, though, is heart. Yeah. And I, people say it all the time. Like, they say, like, oh, this guy got heart. Yeah. It don't matter who is in the ring with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think nowadays a lot of boxers pick and choose who they fight before. No, I don't think it's up to the fighters. Honestly, you know, that the heart factor is big because you can't teach heart. And I mean, some, you know, some fighters just stand out when it comes to that. You know what I mean? But, I, I think that goes back to like having nothing to lose. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. a guy that has just like completely nothing and he started fighting. Just having a different route. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I didn't I didn't have uh like I said, the big manager or the promoter or a, a pile of money handed to me to just train and, and focus on my career. You know what I mean? I pretty much had to work all all types of jobs. I was a janitor at a high school, bro. I was a janitor at a mall. I was Motherfuckers like, what? But see, that's the thing. I look at these young boys coming up now yeah. and like, they act like they, like they're already. so, not, you know what I mean? It's cool to be confident. Yeah. But it's like, man, it's just a different breed because it's like, I had to work for my shit. Like yeah. grind for my shit, you know what I'm saying? For real. So it was like, it's just some, um, it's just a different lifestyle, man. I think it's social media that makes yeah, social media fucks these fighters up. Right? Because, like, before they... Even, well, social media... Yeah. I'm not even going to say just fighters. Social media just fucks everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, social media is like everybody just posts their highlights. Ain't nobody right. posting... Ain't nobody yeah. going to post that they was fucking... They was working it? at yeah. fucking Home Depot. Or, uh, and ain't nothing wrong working at Home Depot. Because here, here was my thing. When yeah. I worked at Home Depot, I was... I liked that job. Because I was cool as fuck with the with, with everyone that worked at Home Depot. My manager was cool as shit. Yeah. I was I went to work and I was like I did what I had to do because I was like yeah this is temporary. I got I, I got I'm 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 you know I'm gonna do That's what true. I gotta do. This I think, is, I this think is it's it very right important now. if you're working in a job like that. I mean I'm saying well, not, I'm not talking well, shit. Coming up like that yeah. builds character, bro. Yes, yes. So I think what happens is like motherfuckers right nowadays everybody wants instant gratification. Yeah. Everybody wants success like this mm-hmm. and motherfuckers don't realize no it takes years to do something great so like you i'm working at home depot it, it took me eight years to finally get a world title fight and fight in madison square garden and finally make a good payday and eight years motherfuckers start tripping with eight days <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers want results in eight days hey, so it was like you know what i mean before, so it's, before it's you get that big that big paycheck you know because like, like i said we were talking about earlier like how do fighters, it's hard to juggle 
being financially stable mm -hmm. and still trading and trying to be the best fighter at the same oh, time. Like, so what were you living at? Like, what, what was, what kind of car are you driving? Like, at the time, you know? <sighs> Before that fat paycheck. <laughs> Uh, like, did you have roommates in the apartment? Like, no, 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 no. Um, no, I had an apartment, man. But like you're still just, able to afford living in an apartment. Yeah, I had an apartment. That's well, good. you know, the cost of living ain't in Philly ain't like LA. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, you know, I was in the so hood. The Home Depot check was pretty much paying for that. Yeah, you and know, then, and then I had my fights and stuff, and and like I said, man, to me it was just like this is temporary, and I wasn't tripping off of it, bro, because like you know, I grew up. I grew up, um, I grew up not having much, dog. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, to me it was it was nothing to to go to work and and grind. Yeah. Cause you know what I mean, it wasn't like I I had a fucking, you know, this lavish lifestyle or whatever. I agree. You know I agree. Saying? I just had to grind off rip. All right, let's talk about something fun. When you got that first paycheck, what was the first splurge that you you bought? <laughs> like, you know, that big. Uh, Shit, <laughs> I think a like buying jewelry and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid shit, blowing my money. I, I ain't gonna front. I was fucking my money up. <laughs> I was fucking that shit up. Cause you gotta understand, you know, you young, you ain't never made yeah. no money. Yeah. Now you making this fat check, and you know, to make money is easy, but to to know how to invest it, to know yeah. how to be smart yeah. with it, that's the hard part. And I wasn't educated on that when I was young, man. So that I was point. just like, taxes? I ain't know about taxes. What? I gotta pay taxes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, college sits you down like, yeah. God damn. <laughs> but it, you know what I mean? I was just, I was having fun with it, bro. I was, you know, I got it out of my system, you know, and then, you know, I smartened up. And then, you know, eventually down the line, I started like investing, buying property, yeah, apartments, yeah. and and just, you know, you know, you got to smarten up because this shit don't last forever, bro. Of course not. Of course I mean, not. so you got to you got to plan for for life after boxing. Life after boxing, though, not yet, man. No, but I'm saying, you know, you have to plan for that. I agree. I agree. This is a this is a young man sport, so you know, like I said, you you're lucky to have ten years. So for me to be in this shit fifteen years. That's to still crazy. be fighting on a on a on a world class level is kind of it's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the crazy part about it is, I feel like I'm getting better. You know what I mean? So more mature with the skill set, huh? Yeah, yeah. Not better as like I mean, obviously I'm not as fast as I was or, or nothing like that, but I I had the experience. You know what I mean? So you know, it's just like it's funny. I was watching like an article of LeBron James, and they're like, "Yo, he's playing his best basketball ever." That's insane. And and LeBron was talking about how like the game's easier to him because it's like it's a mental thing. It's how you how you analyze the game, how you read the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how it is with me in in the boxing match, or even when I'm training and I'm and I'm like sparring, I'm working on things that I never like, I never saw when I was. Um, I was in my twenties, you know what I mean. So, it's fun. It's like, to me, it's fun. It's like you know, you're like, you can kind of maneuver different things, and you can kind of uh, read a fighter and make them pay for mistakes and things. It's a chess match. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun. I enjoy it. So, you know, obviously that fight, last fight with Dad Jacobs, wasn't what you wanted. Um, and you've been trolling the fuck out of this guy. <laughs> I'm not even trolling him, but <laughs> I just need talking facts, bro. <laughs> I just need talking facts. What's the, hey, man, 
Because you know, like I don't, I don't. Because you're giving them. the fans a message when you post these things, yeah, and you have to agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just messing with them, man. You know, like, you know, look. You know, the dude thought it was gonna be an easy fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He got outboxed, and that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He got outboxed. You know, he's talking smack, saying he was gonna do this, do that. He ain't do nothing. You know, and and it's funny because like a lot of people, you know, like the commentators and stuff, they thought it was a boring fight. Whatever. Is, yeah. What they don't realize is I I threw um, double the amount of punches he threw, and you know what I'm saying like he wasn't committing because I didn't allow him to. You know, I was countering him. Mm-hmm. I was keeping him honest, and I was like, I was able to. I was able to put his punch output down because he was like, he didn't realize how sharp I was with my counters. You know what I'm saying? So I pretty much dictate the pace, bro. Yeah, you know I, mean? I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Watching the fight, yep. And, and you know, now that you're saying this in the in Dropping Gems episode one, people are going to ask questions, bro. When's going to be the next fight? People gonna people want it now, bro. No, yeah, we, we, there's a couple, there's a couple um, names, man. You know, the fight, I, the fight I want, you know what I mean, is Mungia. Mm. Jaime Mungia, so. Anybody that don't just, watch boxing, Just because explain. Jaime Mungia, former world champion at, at, at junior middleweight, just moved up to middleweight. Why him? And I just think it's just one of those fights that makes sense. You know mm. what I'm saying? You know, m- Mexican, a Mexican and a Puerto Rican is like the biggest rivalry in boxing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, man, Mexican fans and Puerto Rican fans are probably like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. boxing is a religion. Boxing is a you thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a thing. I agree. So, you know, as far as for, as far as for the fans, man, just it's a great fight for the fans. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those fights that motivates me, that gets me like, you know, gets me going. Because at this point in my career, man, I, I just don't want to fight anybody. Facts. I mean, you, it's a waste of energy at that point, right? I mean, you got to, you know, I want to, I just want to fight, you know, the top guys. And he's one of the top guys at, at, at middleweight. When do you think that will happen? Well, we're talking. I, just, I really can't say right now. Of course. But, course. You know, we're in talk, I'm in talks with his promoter and shit. Honestly, I think they're, I think they're trying to, they're protecting them. You know what I mean? I think they know, From like, you? I think they know that, you know, I have the experience factor on them. I, the kid, the kid is good, man. He's strong. He's solid. He's like 25, I think. Okay. He's solid. He's strong, but, but who knows, man? We'll see how it plays out. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. of course. Let me blow dry here. What time is it? What's the time check right now? For sure. Damn, Pretty bro. Pretty much that. Damn. Hey, you bet. You better go, right? I gotta hop on that bird. Thank y'all for tuning in. This one, right? You good, you good, you good. Yo, heading over there right now. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was up the block in the cut. <laughs> All right, bet. Right. One. You ready? All right. You should have caught that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to the first episode of Dropping Jabs. We just finished it with KGR. We're about to head out to the Badlands gym out there in 9th and Main in downtown LA. See y'all soon. Yeah, yeah.